All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. Uh, it's been a while, but welcome back to the Lower Marauders podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying with us, too. Um, I go by the name of Nick. Um, and as always, even though he is with us here in spirit, Kyle is here uh, with us. Um, and we also got Jarrett. What's happening, Jarrett? Oh, man, it's been a while since we've done this, but uh, we are back. We got a lot to talk about since the last episode, too. Um, we going to talk about Rhymes' um, comments on him being in a versus. We're going to talk about um, the whole Andre 3000 um, album and... Um, Lil Wayne's response to him saying that he has nothing to rap about. But first, uh, let's just get into the big news that happened today. Um, earlier, well, yesterday, well, Monday, I should say, uh, Cardi B basically broke the news that said that uh, her and um, her and Offset, they are officially no longer together. Um, and they have been separated for a while, even claiming that she says that she is um, allegedly single. But uh, what 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 is your whole take on the whole situation after hearing that? Uh, for one, you know, it's kind of hard to believe because they do. Last time they said uh, it was broken up. I found out it was it was a whole joke. They were saying to get right just to get I think the, cause I think the, they was trying to promote their new single I guess jealousy which didn't which didn't click me. um I didn't really like the record but that was mid I mean um but after hearing the stories from yesterday um they, they they actually did it unfollow each other, and usually Cardi B usually be on the scene and usually be talking about it on social media. But the fact that she's quiet, meaning she's already fed up, because you know what they say, like when a, you know when a when a woman's fed up, like she ain't gonna be mad about when when a woman stop being mad about certain shit that you do, she already done checked out emotionally, mm-hmm. already done. Oh, so pretty much she already done broke up in her head emotionally. She already the 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 the, the, the motion the emotion the emotional tie she has to him obviously is gone. So it's like he you know, he, he you know, it was the last straw. So it's like I don't know, it's gonna be it's gonna it's a bad look for him, but she's gonna level up from the situation I feel like because you know, you know, of course, women back up women, of course, and two, shit, it's good. She, she might as well just put out an album to capitalize it. You know what I'm saying? She could just go ahead and just put out her own Lemonade album. <laughs> shit works. Works for Beyonce. It works for Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. Shit, might as well, she might as well just capitalize. Women gonna support you. You you can go ahead and talk about it, your music. Now you got some shit to talk about now. This is gonna be perfect for her, man. She gonna skyrocket again. Like it 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 just makes sense to just to go ahead and just 
if you don't have music in the vault now, you might as well just start making it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, what he go, what she, what he gonna do after the situation? I don't know, cause that only list of offset, only list of offset, like half the album, and I was not. It wasn't, it wasn't hitting like that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I ain't really like none of their solo projects. I mean, besides, I mean, I like Takeoff. Besides that, before, before you know. He passed, whatever, the rest of peace, but shit. I mean, I mean, it's unfortunate because you know they they are married and you know they got you know kids involved and you know that's gonna be you know you know you know for the you know at this point you want to look out for the kids' sake and want to have that family structure in front of them, but sometimes it's not enough. And they both got the bread to take care of it. They might be good co-parenting. You know, I mean, Offset's apology is usually great, over the top, out loud. You know, a woman says, if you're going to cheat in private, cheat in, you know, apologize in public. And, you know, he, he did, this is the same guy that interrupted her whole her whole show just to give her flowers and shit. Mm-hmm. So, but I wonder, you know, she's, she is weak for him. So we'll see how this gonna go. Like, if she gonna take the bait again, or or she or she's mentally strong to where, nah, nah, this is it. So I don't know. All you got, all you could do is just just pay attention and just see what's what develops later on in the future. Like, but, all right. What you think about it? Um. Me, I, I kind of feel, you know, sorry for their daughter that they have together because, you know, divorce, it, it's a it's a real pain in the ass, especially when it comes uh, to people going through that. Because, um, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, months, sometimes it takes years for that to, you know, be finalized. Um, so uh, my heart's with the uh, with their daughter. Um Man, uh, like, I mean, you said it best. I mean, this could be, you know, great marketing promotion for her second album since it's been a long time since she dropped uh, Invasion of Privacy. So with everything that's going on, uh, she got a lot of ammo for, you know, this second album that she's trying to, uh, that she wants to drop now. Um, like you said, she could uh, go the lemonade route and you know do um, and do the whole tell-all thing. Um, and with uh, Offset, I mean, I, I really don't know what, what he can do. Uh, I mean, he can still put out music. He can give you know his side of the story to, uh, to what happened to on on records, or he can go or he can you know do interviews or whatever it takes. But, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that it's happened, but I definitely think whatever happened between the two of them, everybody's going to, you know, listen to Cardi if she drops music uh, that uh, that comes out maybe within the next couple weeks or months or whenever she decides to drop or if she drops. Um, man, but it, but it also has me thinking... Um, what uh, Blueface was saying about uh, him, about Offset being with uh, his baby mama or whatever she is to him, like, 
now after thinking about it, do you kind of feel like um, like he was right about saying that about how uh, Offset was with her at uh, a party or something like that? Shit, I mean that that's his baby mama. You know how niggas is about their baby mamas. They feel he feels some type of way. Mm-hmm. You gonna call that shit out, bro? Now if he call it out. Cardi B looking at it like, oh shit! Like if he called this shit out, then it's gotta be true. Like it ain't like Chris Sean came out and said some shit. You know, try to be messy. It's the dude that came out. Mhm. You know, so it's like he felt, you know, he felt some type of way about it. So Cardi B looking at it like, god damn, like, and you know, what I'm saying, and you know, he. People looking at it like, damn, this nigga cheated. He cheated down instead of cheat up. Now cheating ain't more. Cheating is morally wrong all across the board. But she like, damn, ain't like he ain't like he cheated on. Ain't like he cheated on me with Neil Long or something. Mm-hmm. So now Lathan <laughs> or uh, Ashanti or somebody with higher stature, you went with Chris Sean, the lowest of the low to certain people. Mm-hmm. That could be a final straw. Like, man, nigga, you you got a dirty pipe. Pause. You know how you know. <laughs> you know, but yeah. yeah, it's like there. It's like I don't know, man. It's the final straw. I feel like they was getting back to it, but getting back, you know, they dropped that song out, but even the song ain't hit. Like the song was garbage. I think it was called Jealousy. The song was trash. <laughs> the song was trash, bro. Mhm. Oh man. I don't know. Just and you know, just look out for her when she when she get she when she do guest features and shit. Like she gonna be you know subliminally talking about Offset. You know what I mean? You know how Kim back in the day. You know how Kim was talking, you know how Kim was kind of dissing Biggie back then? Yeah. Like if you go back and listen to uh, Get Money on the Junior Mafia song. Mm-hmm. Also, if you go back and listen to uh, Mary J. Blige, I Can Love You. The oh, whole yeah. verse was about, pretty much the whole song was about Biggie, but how she did it was, I'm going to talk about you from, 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 from two perspectives, like I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna have Mary J. Blige sing about it, and I'm gonna rap about it. Right. Like the whole song was about Biggie. Like he, he she was heard about the whole Faith Ever shit. She's still heard to this day, and that's a whole deeper. That's a whole nother topic. But yeah, she 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 might just shit, just start subliminally talking about. You know, offset and shit. This nigga ended up pretty much moonwalked his way out of her life and shit, cause you know he on his Michael shit. Oh yeah, that's true. Cause Michael, he the nigga that moonwalked out the goddamn relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I I really don't know, or I I can't see what offset. Uh, can do um, after all this. So hopefully, you know, he can 
uh, hit up Quavo and try to make some kind of music together as a duo instead uh since you know takeoff's gone and now it's you know he, he's basically now trying to figure out what's next uh for him so and to be honest i i really don't know uh what else he can do to you know um try to get his career back on track too so it it'll be interesting to see uh what happens um with the both of them these next couple months so but but i'll definitely be uh paying attention too yeah. but um other than that yeah. anything go ahead uh and uh not to cut you off but that that that, that second album was was, was was quiet oh yeah it's quiet bro I know you're oh, your MJ yeah. shit right now, and I, and I appreciate it because you 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 get you got the fist down packed, bro. You you looking like goddamn bad bad Michael Jackson with the fucking with the jackets, the you know the socks, yeah. the shoes, like you got the, the swag down packed, but that music ain't clicking, brother. <laughs> True, it ain't clicking, bro. Like I don't know, it just ain't the same, man. Even Quavo album was was cold to me. Like, only reason why Quavo got that attention because you know a future name dropper Russell Wilson and shit all every goddamn six months. So <laughs> true. But I don't know, man. Hopefully they can work it out. You know, you know, to death do his part. Meaning. Gotta you know take the good with the bad, but if I mean if you out of if you fall out of love and on the final straw, sometimes love ain't enough, man. True. Sometimes you just gotta just just move on, man, and just be the best co-parent you know, as possible. So it's what it is. Right. Um. Anything else you want to add before we get into um before we get into three sacks? Uh, let's move on. All right. Uh, yeah, let's get into uh, Andre 3000's new album. Uh, a lot of people, when it first dropped, a lot of people were excited about this album coming out. Uh, but then uh, a couple days before, Andre uh, told people that not to expect rapping on uh, said album. So basically, when the album dropped, you know, even though people were excited about it, uh, and then they heard it was basically just him playing flute, a lot of people said they hated it, and uh, it got a lot of mixed uh, feelings from fans. And uh, and I, well, I haven't read what critics have said yet, but uh, definitely a lot of mixed um, a lot of mixed feelings from fans. Uh, before we get into um, before we get into what Lil Wayne and what he said about the uh, the entire album, like, what did you think of it? Well, I had watched the interview with Zane Lowe. No mm-hmm. one's Zane Lowe. I think it was Apple Music or something. No, no, no GQ, my bad. It was GQ uh, publication that, that distributed the interview. And he told y'all niggas it wasn't no rap album. Right? <laughs> so, I don't know why y'all expected bars. Like, 
to me, it was to me it was genius. You got niggas like Lupe rapping over shit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like to me, it, it's like Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak. Like you go from a rapidly rapid ass album from graduation to 808s and Heartbreak when it ain't nothing but singing. You got a few bars, but it's like tucked in like in melodic form. Uh, the shit. This shit, bro, this shit is a whole nother genre, dog. This nigga about to get it. Even though it didn't get the Grammy, it's not, it didn't make the Grammy cut out. But 2025, this nigga definitely winning the Grammy, bro. Oh, yeah, definitely. He definitely, definitely. definitely winning awards off this shit. Don't get it twisted. Don't think about, it ain't gonna win no type of rap album. This shit gonna change the game because it's gonna be up there with, like, the instrument. The instrumentation ass albums that be that that, that categories that drops and shit that when it comes to Grammys and shit like that like this shit gonna be inside it pretty much make us I compare it to like score music like that being movies and shit mm-hmm. like maybe he maybe he be maybe he's this is an outlet for him to be like um shit you can score my next album or some shit like that like or score you can score my movie. Like, he know what he doing, dog. He put himself in position, pause, to, like, to 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 be picked up by a movie or something. Like, yo, I need you to be a part of it. Or you can be a part of an orchestra. Like, I need you to play the flute at this one part or whatever. Like, he's setting himself up, man. I think it's just going over niggas' heads and the fact that he's a rapper. Niggas want to hear bars. Like, you're, like you, you, you come from a rapping-ass group. From the South, Outcast, they want to hear, and you, and you lyrically, arguably like one of the best spitters of all time, not just the South. Um, your first album, they want to hear a rapidly rap ass album. They didn't, I mean, they, they fuck with Love Below, but they want to hear like straight bars, like all your features been, all your features been fired, like with bars. So it's like they want to hear bars, so but. The niggas was niggas was niggas was disappointed for real. Right. But I, I, but I think it just over niggas. I think right now it just over niggas' heads. You know when niggas get their mindset on something, they don't want to hear nothing else. It's just like yeah. when Drake was at the, you know, when Drake went to the went to the Tyler the Tyler Creative Festival, they didn't want to hear. It's not like they don't fuck with Drake, but they expect their Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. So the niggas like, man, boo. It's like when Rey Mysterio came out. And the 30th entry, they thought Day O'Brien was going to come out. But it's like... Right, and they booed his ass out the building. Hey, they booed his ass out. So, it's just like... Yeah, it just... I mean... Right now, you know, you know, fans is fickle anyway. Mm-hmm. But later on, I see, like, years... Like, give me... I mean, give it, give it like, five years down the line. Niggas will appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Niggas appreciate it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me personally, I just think it's funny how, um, like you said, he told you this wasn't going to be a rapping album. And then when all you heard was just flute music, people were pissed off about it, too. And it's just like, well, what did y'all expect him to to drop? He said he was going to put out an album and he wasn't going to rap. So what did y'all expect expect it to be? So... um, yeah, I, I kind of get why people were kind of mad about it too, but it's just like this is what he's been doing uh, 
what, for like the last, what, three, four, five years now? Just in his own little world, playing his flute, and, you know, just enjoying life. Because, you know, uh, the man's getting older. I mean, you can't rap about the same old, same old uh, forever and a day. You got to, you know, switch up. You got to do something different. So, you know, I do applaud him for, you know, taking control of uh, what he wants to do and, you know, uh, playing the flute and, um, you know, just making the music that he wants to, not what the label wants uh, him to make or what um, or what people want him to put out. So I definitely respect him on putting that out. And that's what a lot of people aren't thinking about or they're not, you know, respecting about it. So with that, I do um, I do appreciate him doing that. Um, with him, you know, dropping, I mean, with the album, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, there was a, there was kind of some, uh, stuff like, like I can, you know, just relax to, you know, take my mind off, you know, if I have like a hard day at work or, you know, things like that. So, I mean, it is definitely, it's definitely relaxing, um, I can see like a teacher, you know, trying to play that for their students whenever they're doing like a math test or something like that to try to, you know, quote unquote, connect with the kids or something like that. But um, but uh, anyway, I, I definitely thought it, it was a bold move. It was it was all right. I mean, I'm not mad about the album and, you know, him having control of what he wants to do and how he did it and things like that. So um you know, I, I applaud that. I applaud that, you know, he did that on his own. Um, I definitely did save a couple um, couple of the songs off the album. And, and you know, I do appreciate, you know, like Lupe trying to rap over it too, just to, you know, show people like, okay, it's not this, you know, the album isn't this bad as you think it is and, and things like that. So, oh, excuse me. Um, so I do applaud that. Um, but, but I'm like you, I definitely think that, um, next, well, in 2025, that, um, that, uh, this would definitely be nominated for a Grammy and based and will probably win something too. Um, and I definitely think five years, uh, like you said, five years from now, people will appreciate it. And I think, uh, 10 years from now, or maybe even sooner, People are gonna start sampling it too, so I definitely uh, can see people, you know, going back to this album, uh, trying to find a sample uh, for some kind of hit that they want to put out, and you know, just putting it out there, and and then when people kind of, you know, get where the sample come from, that's when they'll kind of be surprised. Oh, okay, it came from you know this album and that's when people will really start to, you know, appreciate and start to go, man, uh, that was kind of a good album back then too, because, you know, like you said, uh, us rap fans, we're fickle. Uh, one minute we say we want something, um, and then when we don't get what we wanted, we're so quick to turn on, um, on the artists that put it out. So, um, yeah. so, you know, I, I can definitely see that, but um, that's my take on um, Andre's album. But uh, he said, um, to quote, uh, 
let me see if I can bring up what three stacks said. He said he oh while speaking with GQ uh, back in November while discussing why his new album does not include any raps or lyrics for all that uh, matter. He basically said he has nothing to discuss at the age of 48. He said, quote, I've worked with some of the newest, freshest, youngest and old school producers. I get beats all the time. I try to write all the time, he began. Even now people think, oh man, he's just sitting on raps or he's just holding these raps hostage. I ain't got no raps like that. It actually feels sometimes inauthentic for me to rap because I don't have anything to talk about in that way. I'm 48 years old and not to say that age is a thing that dictates what you rap about, but in a way it does. And things that happen in my life, like what are you talking about? I gotta go get a colonoscopy. What are you rapping about? My eyesight is going bad. <laughs> so, um, you know, he, so you know, with him saying that, I definitely can, you know, agree with him saying, you know, at 48, I really got nothing to rap about, and I definitely think him putting out an an, an, an instrumental album is much better than him trying to, you know, uh, trying to talk about something to relate to the youth. And then, um, and then you know, put it out to you know negative reviews. So I can definitely see why he did that. But then um, Lil Wayne also gave uh, his thoughts on the whole um, on the whole album and saying, uh, where where's that quote? All right, here we go. He is, uh, Wayne said, "quote." I read a depressing quote or two from someone I respect a lot in music, in hip hop period, in music period, and they were asked why why you ain't been doing music or whatever, and they said, "Man, what am I what am I going to talk about? I'm in my 40s. Like, what am I supposed to talk about?" I was like, "Wow, that is so depressing. Like, I'm like I have everything to talk about." Um, unquote. Wayne disagreed, however, saying that at his age, there's a risk of keeping up with current music that might be even more creatively discouraging. So that's why I say I don't listen. I just go in my little hole. I love what I do. I just put it out and swing for the fences, man, unquote. Um, so what do you think about uh, Wayne's uh, quote on that? Uh Shit, honestly, I feel I feel like what Wayne said. Like, come on, man. Like, I mean, of course you ain't gonna rap about the young shit or whatever, but I want to hear what what's what 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 I want to hear a mind of a forty eight year old because I'm not quite there yet. I still got like twelve years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, before I'm forty eight, so it was like, I want to hear what you got to hear. I want to hear what you what 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 are you doing? Like, what are you up to, dog? Like. You make, like, you got to make what you do cool. Like, you got to make what you do the coolest shit in the world. And people going to be like, oh, shit. I'm going to be on my flute shit, too. Like, Wayne. Like, people ain't respect Wayne when he when he try, feel like he trying to be like a, uh, I forgot what the skaters call it. When you, um, what the skaters call it when you faking, like you, like you frying, like you skating when you ain't, um. Posers. Yeah. Yeah. So people thought Wayne was a poser and shit, you know, because he's skating. So I just think skating and shit. Like, but 
when this nigga was getting co-signed by legit skaters, it got different. Mm-hmm. You got top niggas like, and you see this nigga really putting in work. He done broke bones. He done got scars, and he he got stuck with it. Then he started getting endorsements. But I say that to say this. And then he was talking about it in his music. Like, you got to make what you feel is cool. I, 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 look, at, I look at Larry Drew I, that I promotes like, eating healthy promote, and drinking orange juice and shit like that. Like, he make that shit, you know, that's not the coolest shit to talk about. But he make that shit sound cool because he think it's cool. That's what being a trendsetter is all about. Yeah. And Jay-Z is older, way older than Three Stacks. So it's like, about a couple, you know, yeah, about a couple years, but it's like whole still rapping about shit, his life, and it's Nas at his age. He, he put out a whole Grammy like at fifty, like forty. Well, at the time he was late 40, 50s, Like he's still talking about shit, dog. No, it's like, come on, there's a market for that, bro. It's like, now I see what Wayne was saying. It's like, bro, there's so much shit to talk about. Like, I want to hear. I want to hear what 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 you got going on. What you what you do in your lifetime? Like how you how do you kill your time? Like you can make whatever you can make playing the flute the coolest shit in the world. Like so, I feel what Wayne's saying, man. It's like it's plenty to talk about. Plenty mm. to talk about, bro. Plenty. Just be creative. Creative, creative as he is, bro. He could do another Love Below album like easy. Mm-hmm. And, stay, and stay in that pocket. And if niggas want to listen to your raps, go bump, go bump a Quimina. Mm-hmm. This nigga got like literally six albums of 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 raps that he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he he can, but I I definitely uh, kind of agree with him. You know, be getting at that age to where, um, you know, there's got to be a certain point where you got to just stop talking about you know, um, you know, money, weed, drugs, guns, materialistic shit. Um, you know, you know that kind of shit. You know, I, I get that because. Um, you, you know, because I, I feel like at a certain age, you just got to, you know, just got to start growing up from that. You got to start talking about real shit, you know, something that, you know, people your age can, uh, can you know, identify with, can, you know, dig and, you know, things like that, too. So, um, you know, I, I kind of see where um, where Three Stacks was coming from when he said that. Um, but. You know, but the thing about that is, too, is that, how can I put this? Hmm. I I guess you could say, like, after a a, a certain age, I mean, you got to leave that behind. And, you know, you just got to grow up from that because I feel like um, Jay was at that age where, you know, where he hit his 40s, he stopped talking about, you know, you know, women, he stopped talking about weed, um, you know, all he was talking about was, you know, hustling and, you know, him being on his grown man shit and things like that, too. And I kind of feel like 
with um I kind of feel like that's what three stacks wanted to do, but I don't know if that's something he doesn't know how to, you know, put on a record or something that can relate into great music or, or, you know, something like that too. But, but I do agree with you. I mean, he did, he does have at least, you know, uh, at least six albums to stand on, but, I think he's just at that point where it's just like, if you want to hear, you know, me rapping and you want to hear uh, all that, just go back to his own uh, and listen to his old stuff. And plus, if people were this passionate to hear uh, Three Stacks rap, he had a song on Killer Mike's uh, album this that came out this past year, too, and nobody didn't say anything about that. He, well, he had right. a guest feature, I should say. And then, during a pandemic... He had a verse on um Goody Mob's new album, the uh Survival Kit. Yep, that's true too. Oh, it's like, what is niggas talking about? Right. And I feel like he wasn't even in in effect. Like he wasn't even to get money talk. He wasn't even to get money talk type of nigga anyway. Mm-hmm. Always saying some deep, dope, introspective shit in his records. After a while, like. I mean, the first album he was talking about Cadillacs and shit, but once it came to like, uh, uh ATLians and in present time, like he started like being more conscious of what he said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was always saying something, you know, introspective. You know, and he became that rapper. So he was never that to, to get money. So, and. You're wiser now since you got older. You done been through life. So I want to hear that shit at 48. I want to hear a 48-year-old's perspective. It's like 444 at his age. I want to hear that old nigga, not old nigga rap, but I wanted to hear we in that bracket. We're not in that bracket. I mean, that's a whole generation before us, but still, like, we Mm -hmm. old. We can't relate to these young niggas no more. Right. (laughs) I want I want something to look forward to. Like, all right, this is what 48 feel like. Or this is what it would it look like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to hear that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear that too. Cause uh I mean again, if he really didn't have I mean, I applaud him for saying, you know, I didn't have nothing to rap about. So here you go, here's this uh, you know, instrumental flute album. But I'm like you. I mean, I want to hear, you know, life from your perspective. I want to hear, you know, what you're going through and all of that. So that's why I, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, it's good, but, you know, it, it can be better. I think what his, I think in his mind, he worrying about what the young niggas going to say. Like, damn, it's going to be perceived by the young niggas, like, you know, the right. young boy and you know, all that Kodak fans and all that shit, like, how the young niggas gonna think? It's not meant for him. It's not, it's not my, it's not meant for everybody. Like, it's not, Mm -hmm. that the young niggas is not the target audience. Yeah. It's the the people within a 10-year radius that, okay. Yeah, kind of like how Kendrick dropped Mr. Morale and Yeah, it's not for everybody. He going, he went through shit, and I like that how he put that because I feel like that's a that's his 444 album. Like mm-hmm. he was going through shit, man. Like 
and he and he talk about he go he talk about grown man shit in his music man. It's not and and it's meant for niggas who is going through that exact same shit or been through that exact same shit. So right, shit, like you know, at that point, Jay Z wasn't making mature music like that. I mean, I'm not saying his music wasn't mature, but to the fact that he he's talking about his life all in one record now he has songs like you know soon you understand you know talk about you know talk about him and a female song cry or uh where have you been on dynasty you know where him and beans was talking about their father and shit like that like his songs this song sprinkled in there oh you must love me or uh or the song, uh, You Must Love Me when he's talking about, you know, shooting his brother and all that shit and all. Like, he has songs sprinkled in there, but not a full entire album. Right. So, 444 was like, alright, I'm gonna give you a full album of me. First song, Fuck Jay-Z. That means we're gonna strip down the ego. Strip down the ego, the rapper Jay-Z, and this is Sean Carter talking to you. So 444 was just a dope ass album, introspective and and speaking his truth. To me, that's 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 his top five most classic albums of all time. You yeah. gotta put that in there. Yeah. And I first bumped that album, the first song Fuck JC, I said, Oh, okay, this is what okay, this is what we bought it. Okay, this is what he on. Okay, he's stripping right. the ego. He's stripping the ego early. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. But yeah, back to Andre. But yeah, man. I mean, it's plenty of shit to talk about. I just want to hear your hear your story, man. What's it like playing a flute? What's it like walking around not being hot? You know, it's kind of celebrity, but not really. Like you, you're not by, you're not in the in the spotlight like that to where you can still be a, a, a human being, you know, and still walk around without paparazzi and shit. Like, how's that life? Like, I want to hear right. all that shit. I want to hear all that shit, bro. How's how's, how's your son? How's your relationship with Big Boy? You know, what right. I'm saying? I want to hear all that shit. Meanwhile, Big Boy's still making music. Right, that nigga kept his foot, kept his foot on the gas ever since Speaker Box. Right, when you when he you put, decided he put out to a bunch of albums too that that are definitely underrated. And Big Boy, all his albums is fire. I'm not a guy. I'm a huge Big Boy fan, bro. All the Lucius Left Foot shit, the uh, the one after that, the uh, Boomerverse, all this shit's fire. Yeah. Purple City Volume 2, all that shit fire, bro. Right? All his songs, all his albums is fire, bro. The Big Sleepover, even the shit with Sleepy Brown, that was hot, too. Mm-hmm. Like he, but I kind of feel like people don't give uh, Big Boy his flowers, too. Shit. Yeah, I know, but to me, Big Boy was... Big Boy carried... Big Boy carried that first two albums. Mhm. The third one, Andre came with it into his own, but the first two albums, Big Boy had a classic verses. Mhm. And and other albums was, was classic too. Like he was just 
his lingo, man, his lingo and how he spit was different. You got niggas rapping like him now. Right? Like, he's different. Like, Cadence was different. You just, you just, you just dope, man. And once he made Speaker Box, I feel like he found his sound and that set it off to his, all his albums in the future. Right. And that set up Idlewild and him and Sleepy Brown got a dope chemistry. Mm-hmm. When they make songs. You got I Like the Way You Move, which was classic. Uh Shutterbug classic. Mm-hmm. Like Shutterbug, Shutterbug, whatever it's called. Shutterbug. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Well you good, you good. Yeah, that shit, yeah. Yeah, man, I be wanting, you know, I want to hear, oh, I mean, I want to hear a nigga's perspective on on his life. Right. That's all. Right. Uh, Rap about that shit and make it look cool, make it sound cool. Right. I I, I definitely think that that uh, he should do that too. Um, I mean, cause I mean, if he he was just. He was just putting it out, I, I think, just not to, you know, try to cater to the young audience. And I kind of feel like this is just, you know, grown grown folks music. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's what he should have said when, you know, putting it out. But uh, but he definitely said and told everybody, you know, uh, this ain't a rap album. And like, and it's just like you and I both said, if uh, people really want to hear him rap. Uh, he had the Goody Mob uh, song that you just talked about. I talked about him being on Killer Mike's uh, Michael album, uh, Scientists and Engineers. I think that's that was the name of the song where he had that guest verse. Um, I may have to look that up again. Wait, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, with him in Future. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All Dungeon Family. So. Right. But um, definitely... I mean, I'm not mad at the album. I'm not mad at the album at all. It's definitely what he wanted to do. And it's, if people are mad about it and they didn't like it, then it ain't for you. Or, you know, go find something else to listen to. But it is what it is, is all I can really say. But um, like, It's like they say, niggas want my old shit, buy my old album. Albums. Because, yeah, that's what uh, Jay has basically said now. Tyler's been on that shit for a minute, too. So Kanye been on that shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kanye. Chip, go ahead and bump college drop out there. Right. I may have to do that uh, after um, after this, too, just to get that feeling again. <laughs> but uh, yeah. pause. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah, 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 pause. <laughs> but uh, anything else you want to um, you want to talk about before we get into Buster Rhymes? Nah, boy, let's go ahead and move on, bro. All right, let's talk about uh, Buster Rhymes. Uh, Buster Rhymes has has been one of the uh, longest running rappers going on in the game today. He just dropped an album a couple weeks ago called Blockbuster. Uh, if you haven't heard that. Go um, go check it out after you get done listening to us. Uh, but basically, he is doubling down by saying nobody can beat him in a versus battle. 
He said, um, hold on, in a recent interview for a UK sneaker and streetwear store, Kick Games Shopping for Sneakers, think um, sneaker shopping over at Complex. Um, the host asked Buster Rhymes who would be a, gr a good competitor for him in the Popular Battle uh, series, which features, well, you guys know how, uh, how Versus goes. Uh, Buster basically said nobody. He said he's, uh, he, it, well, his quote is, I'm going to bust everybody's ass. Pause. Um, he later goes on to say, I'm with all the smoke. I smoke cigarettes, cigars, weed, houses burning down, all of that. I'll smoke all of that. I'm with all the smoke. So um, let me go ahead and ask you this, uh, Jared. Do you think anybody can beat uh, Buster Rhymes in a versus battle? Not at all. Ooh. The only the only person I feel like can can compete with Buster is probably uh, probably Missy. Ooh. All right, Missy had a versus that'd be for the culture. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Or I even put Lil Wayne up there. Lil Wayne. Ooh. Even though Wayne might not win, but just to hear both, you know, just to celebrate both artists on the same stage, that shit would be crazy. Mm-hmm. But but for going song for song, nah, bro. And then it's not like you just play. It ain't like back, like you know when it first started, when you know you couldn't you couldn't be around a lot of people. Where either you you was uh doing live stream or you was in the studio with each other. Nah, you gotta you gotta compete with this nigga on the stage. Fuck. Right. <laughs> You're gonna have Spliff Star up there too. You can't compete with that shit, dog. Ooh. Ain't no way where a nigga could compete with Bus Rhymes on that stage. You will lose, bro. Cause his energy, he an energy god. Mm -hmm. He an energy god. That nigga is gonna out this nigga will smoke you, bro. Right. He got the hits to back it up and he got the performance level to kill you. You you're done, bro. He got a hit off every fucking album, bro. And that's not including uh his group, Leaders of the New School, too. That's not including the Flipmode Squad album. The niggas want to get down, your suckers want to battle. Oh, what y'all want to do? Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Y'all niggas want to <laughs> get down? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, niggas ain't fucking with Buster, man. When I come through, hit you with that one, two. Come on. Come on, man. Buster different. Buster could do a whole B sides and still kill you. Mm-hmm. He could play that uh that Shawnee. It's the party is feeling up tonight. And I'm about to fight. Like, come on, man. Buster got his dog. He do. He really and truly do. You can't fuck with him, bro. 20 songs, bro. 20 songs, you will lose. And he gonna perform every fucking song, bro. Right. And Split Star gonna be right there. Mm -hmm. Now, who the fuck can compete with that? Nobody. Yeah. 
And I actually gave that some t- some thought too because, like uh, like you said, I don't think nobody can really step to Buster, especially since you know Buster he's been around for people forget he's been around for a good thirty years, thirty plus years I I should say, and you know he had uh, leaders of the new school, uh, he had his own solo stuff, and uh, to going to his stuff that he has today so. It, it's gonna be real hard to compete with uh, with him uh, on a, on a stage, you know, doing twenty songs, because he got a song from uh, from almost every single decade you can think of that went to number one. He got a song, you know, with you know Mariah Carey. He has some, he's got a song with the New Kids. He's got songs with Old Heads. He's got songs with damn near everybody you can think of. So. When it comes to Busta in a versus, I, um, I may have to agree with you. I, I don't think there's anybody else that, you know, he can compete with on on that stage. So it, it's definitely going to be tough. But I think you said Missy could probably um, beat. I don't know about Missy though. I mean, I, I I may have to think about that a little bit more, but. Man. I feel like Missy got. I feel like Missy got twenty songs that can compete with Buster. You think so? Yeah, cause she ain't gonna beat Buster, but but she got songs too now. Mhm. And she, you gotta think about it. She she's featured on a lot of shit too before her first album came out. If you think about that whole '96 to '98 run, where she was just on everybody's shit. Mhm. Oh yeah, guest features. Yeah, even if she's not singing, she even I mean even if she's not have a verse, her impact on the record is is phenomenal like like SWV can we get it kicking tonight? Oh yeah. So many things that um yeah, uh that uh 3LW Stilo. Mhm. Oh. It's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit, bro. Um, total, I think. I don't know. It's a lot of shit, bro. She, bro, she got shit too, dog. She got shit with Timbaland and them, like her old shit. She got a hit off every album. The whole two, Missy took over the whole two thousands, bro. When we was in middle school, high school, Missy was taking this shit over, bro. She was. She was. had all the Missy had all the dope videos, dog. Mhm. Uh, was it work it? Uh, yeah. get your get freak, your freak on. on. One minute, man. One minute, man. Pause. Um, lose control with Sierra. Come uh, on, come on. There was, yeah, the, the Keisha Cole feature, let it go. She had the one, two, oh, yeah. The, uh, she introduced Jasmine Sullivan. Like, it was just. Come on. All oh, yeah. The, all that one song with Monica. Um, the one with. Oh, the, come on. Come on, bro. Two songs with Monica. You got uh, So Gone. Oh, yeah. that That's got, the one I was thinking of. I was trying to think of the song, uh, the name of the song where uh, they had like Tyler and ASAP uh, rapping over it uh, a few years later. Oh, uh, knock knock. Yeah, 
And that had Missy on it too. Mm-hmm. She was on the hook. And, and that's a Kanye beat, by the way. So mm-hmm, that's true. That is true. Damn. So yeah, like Missy Missy got shit too now. She like the female Buster. People ain't fucking with her either, so it just makes sense for her and Buster to mm. have a friendly competition. But I know I know Buster. Buster wanna go against a, a dude so he can pop his shit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, only nigga that can compete with him is Wayne. Ooh. Damn. Wayne got hits. Wayne got mixtape. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne could go. He could go with. It don't matter. This the bus got features too, but it don't matter where Wayne could go. Wayne could go all twenty. Wayne could go twenty features. Mm-hmm. Twenty shit. He can go. He can go twenty features. He can go twenty mixtape records. He can do the locks and go straight mixtape records. I could do twenty singles. Mm-hmm. Like, I could do. He can do uh, hot boy shit. He can hot do boy shit. shit. He can do Drake shit. Yeah, shit with Drake. Like, come on, like it's just it's just a lot, bro. Like, it's gonna it, that'll be a dope battle. Mm-hmm. Damn. Back and forth, back and forth. He plays song. Yeah, it's all about who 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 plays the best. Who's strategic about the song? Sequencing. Mm-hmm. All what it's about. That's what fucked up Dipset. It's just well the performers too. <laughs> but but my thing is, Dipset had mixtape songs too. <laughs> that could compete with the locks. Like they was heavier than mixtape circuit. Like um, who else? Even with Fab. Fab trying to play all his singles, bro. I was mad at Fab, man. I was like, bro, you did not, you did not think this through, bro. <laughs> Jadakiss was like, nah, nigga, I'm, I'm gonna be methodical. I'm gonna be strategic about this shit. I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick which one I feel like it beat yours. Like he even rearranged his list. You got, you got Fab playing all. You got Fab playing all his. Female records, and when Jada Kids went street, Fab could have went street too. I'm like, bro, you got shit with Clue too. Like, what the fuck is you doing, bro? Like, you let you let you 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 let your DJ project majority of what happened. And shit. It's like, come on, man. So it's so you know during the verses, it's all about the song sequencing. Where what? What what song what song could you what song could beat the last song they played? That's that's the game. And it's about your performance. Now niggas is performing in verses now. So like Oh yeah. Wayne can perform too. Wayne can bring out the skateboard and the skate ramp and have niggas up on the sh- whatever the fuck they be doing. Put on the show. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to also you don't want to do the Marion shit where you doing you doing all the bells and whistles. Yeah, watermelon right. and shit. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Which was wild. 
biggest pause moments. <laughs> Shit. And that was in front of audience too. <laughs> right. That's 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 about a suspect as the niggas like Humping the pretty Ricky is humping on a pillow and shit. <laughs> or a suspect like that damn spectacular video back in the day, like that went viral. I like what the fuck is this nigga doing? Like Oh no, niggas is weird, dog. But anyway, no nobody ain't nobody fucking with Buster dog. In the right. story. Right, I don't well, think nobody well, is either. He, he, he can go against Hov. Yeah, but Hov probably saying he too rich for that now. Yeah, yeah, Hov ain't gonna do it. So that's out of the questions. Right. You you really got you got to bring out a bag, a, a big bag for him to do that. Right. It's got to benefit Hov. Come on, this thing got a whole museum about himself. Like, right. <laughs> Like, come on, bro. He's a raise way above, way above versus. Right. <laughs> but damn. Oh, shit. So basically for the male counterparts, I, I would have to agree with Wayne. Uh, female Missy, since you, you did make a good case. Uh, damn, I'm trying to figure out who else would be good competition i would say for buster yeah shit nobody yeah basically nobody i i can't nobody, think of nobody else. Ain't, ain't nobody else could who who the fuck could compete with that who want to i know ti was you know popping shit but no nigga oh boy you came out in 96 Bet this nigga can stop. Nigga, nigga, nigga can make songs for nigga can do only, only do songs from 01 to present, and he'll still kill you. Mhm. That in in Ti, I mean, he might have 20 songs, but I don't see uh, Ti's 20 songs beating Busters. And he still gotta perform that song. Right. Man, if you don't if you don't do a versus with uh Luca Chris and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Even Luda would kill you. Right. And I feel like they man, they pushed the button on that ludicrous shit. Like, man, ludicrous should be on that stage, man. He mm-hmm. he did it at the wrong time. He need to perform them songs, bro. That shit would have been dope. And I feel like Nelly did it too quick. I feel like pause. I feel like Nelly and Ja Rule would have been great for verses. Ooh. And that was one of my dream. Like. That was one of my dream. Like, you know what I mean? Dream battles. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be good. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I do got to agree. I don't think nobody can hold a a candle to Busta in a a versus. But um, shit, anything else you want to add before we talk about the best and worst of of the year? Uh, 
Oh, nah, we can move on, man. Shout out to Buster Rhymes, man. Shout out to Spliff. Shout out to Flip Mode Squad, Violator. Rest in peace to Chris Lighty. Um, dope, man. He got an award, BET Award, uh, this year. Um, yeah, he put out an album that I halfway listened to. I gotta finish the whole thing, but uh, ELE2 was really dope. Um, that came out during the pandemic, man. Um, Buster will always be Buster. I've always been a fan since Scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the new school, and I fuck with Buster, man. Shout out to him. Right. And I think with uh, Leaders of the New School, before we move on, like, I, it, it is kind of sad how they broke up, but, you know, the, uh, but when you go back and you do watch some of their videos and performances, like, they had so much chemistry together, too. They did. A lot of chemistry, but, you know, when somebody blowing up, I mean, they they just got to follow that dream. And I just think it got to everybody, and it sucks, but that's how it went. But anyway, let, let's go ahead. Let's get into, um, let's talk about 2023. Um, basically, for 2023, it's just basically been a good and a bad year. Uh, some ups, some downs. Um, and basically it has been kind of a dry spell for the first half of the year with rap with, you know, no number one hit singles, no number one hit albums until we got to the second part of the year. And then that's when, you know, everything started to pick up. So, uh, like what, what were some of your favorite hip hop moments of the year? Favorite hip hop moments. Uh, I, I like, uh, I like, for one, I like the clips, you know, form back together. They've been doing shit together. Um, mm-hmm. That was dope. Um, well, uh, I like how we celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Oh, yeah. That's probably the highlight of the year, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Even though 50 years is young, it's very young genre. 50 years is not that old, but... Uh, and it's like how people been LL been doing shows and shit like that, and how he bringing artists together, and you know he bringing not just the older artists, but you know all the every generation. You know what I mean? Like he bringing they doing shows around the world, and I think it's dope, you know, to 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 highlight that because you know like we talked about on a, on a, another episode of the podcast, we talked about how. Um, we the only genre that really is, that clowns people about is you know Asianism. You know it's all about Asianism mm-hmm. with, with hip hop. Meanwhile, you got YouTube, Metallica, Journey. All these niggas be performing at '86, doing tours, still <laughs> still thriving. <laughs> Meanwhile, sell out shows, and that's what happened so, with um, you know with. You know, the LL Cool J's, the Wu-Tang's, they still selling out uh, shows and putting up bigger numbers than the younger artists has been this year, too. Which I right. found surprising. So it's so it's just been it's just been dope how people been coming out. And, excuse me, they just did something recently on CBS. 
Oh and yeah, Quest, uh, uh, Quest Grammy Quest. tribute. Yeah, Quest. That shit was better than some BET shit. Quest Love brought out Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. And I got I recorded it, but I I'm gonna watch it uh, on my day off, so I, I'm yeah. definitely gonna be watching that. And niggas was niggas be sleep, niggas been sleep on uh, Will Smith's rap career. Mm-hmm. We even talked about Four, that um, on a past episode. Yeah, that's how Fresh Prince came about because it's like he was the popping. He's the poppin' nigga at the time. Mm-hmm. He just made a show based around this nigga popularity. Like, that was big, bro. Pause. Like, that was that was incredible at that time. Like, doing parents just to understand that the uh what else came out before that? The the uh the be the, the bewitch. Uh sample. Uh, um, the Freddy Krueger shit. Oh, Nightmare on My Street. Nightmare on uh, My Street. I can beat Mike Tyson. Yeah, like he has some shit, bro. You might, you might not have been the gangster rap type nigga, but bro, it's just it's music for everybody, bro. Mhm. First of all, if you're not about that, if you weren't about that life, or you weren't living that life, I don't want to hear no rap shit from you. I don't want to hear no hood shit from you. You think I want to hear? Gangster shit from Will Smith? Fuck no. <laughs> Cause he wasn't that type of person. So I want I, I like niggas who's authentic. I don't give a fuck what I don't I don't listen to music just because you gangster. I just have I just happen to like gangster music. But they're authentic. They did that. Or they, they rapping about some shit they did in their past, but it's authentic. I like authenticity in their music. You don't have to be a gangster. I just want to hear your story and hear what you what you be on, like. And it was a lane for them type of niggas like uh, Kid and Play, um, the Jungle Brothers, all that type of shit. Like it's a lane for them type of niggas. Like yeah, I, Will Smith was a goat. You ask these old niggas about Will Smith, like the older heads and all that shit that was there around that time. What niggas praise Will Smith? Mm-hmm. They appreciate his music because he he was rapping what he was on. Like he wasn't on that gangster shit because he wasn't a gangster. So they appreciate right. it. Street niggas don't have to. Res- you don't have to be street for a, a, a street nigga to respect you. They, re- they can respect you because you yourself. You're authentic. So that's just that's being real. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. Shit, nigga, sleep on Will Smith before Fresh Prince. That nigga was a a big deal, bro. Right. <laughs> and the nigga got a grip. No, he's the first nigga, first rap nigga to get a Grammy. Mhm. And then he didn't even allow the nigga to pre- to, to 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 uh get presented the award in public because they ain't fuck with rap like that like that. Yeah, and they boycotted it too. They boycotted it too after that. Yeah, because I remember um, MTV was there and they were interviewing uh, him, uh, Public Enemy, Salt and Pepper, and a, and a couple others that were there too, because uh, they did like a little Grammy boycott party. Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely remember that. 
then they bought it, and then ten years later they boycotted again because when Jay Z won, he felt like DMX should have won an award. A nigga put out two number one albums in one year, right? And both went platinum. How the fuck you not get an award for that? Right. <laughs> what the fuck else you gotta do, my nigga? Like, <laughs> come on, like. Nas did it the next year, didn't go as well. Mm-hmm. But DMX was on fire. You just you came out the gate with Belly. Then you came out with your other two albums. 98 was DMX year. Oh, yeah. 98 was DMX year, and the South took that shit, too. Like, No Limit. It was No Limit. <laughs> no Limit and DMX took over 98. Right. In my opinion. I mean, yeah, I would say so because uh, I can't think of anything going on in the West at that time. Nothing going on in the uh, Midwest either. So, yeah, it was basically um, Master P and, and DMX. Yeah. Another best thing. Killer Mike dropped the album, bro. Like, yes. Man, when I thought like, when you thought hip hop, you know, like, I ain't gonna lie, females, I ain't gonna lie, the females, that's a good best thing, too, that, you know, the females is, the females, come on, females took over hip hop. It's there, it's, 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 they got it right now, because niggas ain't putting out shit. Only nigga that really put out some quality shit to me, like, well, you know, Killer Mike. Mhm. Cause Mike was the like the the crack the the crack door for niggas like for male hip hop artists because men because males the men were wasn't putting out wasn't putting out shit. All the females was putting out heat. Mhm. But um yeah really. Gunna, you know, Gunna, Gunna did a lot too. Gunna did some numbers too, even though they're trying to deny him. But Gunna almost fire. Um, but Killer Mike though, incredible man, like living out his truth, and he just everything black. He talked about the black experience. He just that's a that's a black man's album, like Killer Mike. That's a black man's album right there, boy. Like, he right. killing shit. Killing shit. Uh, another best, another best of the year was um, Cam and Mace patched up their relationship. Like, that is what it is, show is the best sports outlet going right now. It's, it's dope, mm-hmm. man. Cause it's like they, you know, they wear suits and shit. They professional, professional setting, but they got a, they got the barbershop talk, like, like they talking like niggas from the streets. So it's like it's just dope, you know. ESPN, they can't talk like how they want to. They gotta filter themselves. 
These yeah. boys, they these boys ain't filtering shit. They they got that block talk and I love it, man. I watch this shit every day, bro. They come on five days a week. I watch that shit every day. It come on eight o'clock every morning. I'm tuned in the first few hours of the day. I'm watching Cam and Mace. I'm gonna be honest with you. To get my day started. I want to hear what the niggas say about the latest, what went on yesterday, what about football, who feel who they feel that's that's dominating in sports. Like and, and they they play sports themselves, so it was some validity in that. They both was hoopers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So before they started rapping. So hell yeah. Oh, man. Favorite hip-hop moments of the year. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, the the Hip-Hop 50 uh, moments that happen. I like seeing, um, like I talked about, I love seeing, you know, these older acts, you know, like the LL Cool J's, the Wu-Tang Clans, you know, all them, you know, they're out touring and they're out selling and making more money than you know the younger rappers are today and they're just um and and there's and they still got it at some of these shows too like buster rhymes uh you put his name on any marquee he's selling out shows and he's still you know he, like you said he can give you a fucking performance like uh and that performance will be like a workout for you too it's just when you think uh, you're tired and, you know, you think that's it. Nope. He's going to uh, play something else to get you moving. He's going to play something else to get the crowd hype. So, right. you know, definitely shout out to, you know, all, all the legends who are still out here uh, selling out shows and, you know, still being active today because, you know, appreciate the legends because, you know, you never know when they're going to go. Um Another oh I, this is something I wish we talked about on the show. Uh, a, a good hip hop moment was uh, the Rap City docu- uh, documentary that BET dropped. Um, yeah, yeah. That that was a very good documentary. Um, I loved hearing everything from all the the hosts, how they told their stories when it was their time and and things like that too. Um, Man, and just looking back on it, uh, uh, like I said, it was a good documentary, but you can kind of tell where things kind of went uh, sideways for the show, too. But uh, when you you go back and watch that, because I definitely say it was, you know, the move to New York and them trying to get Big Tigger to, uh, well, no, it was Big Tigger's decision to go from, you know, Rap City to 106 since he didn't want to just be labeled the rap guy. Uh, but I, I definitely do agree with him um, on that documentary where I say where he says, you know, the transition from him to Matt Links was handled poorly, especially when you watch uh, the other two parts and you see like um, the future host, you know, be more um, on screen with uh, with the host at the time too. And so I kind of feel like, yeah, that that was kind of the turning point of what happened with Rap City. And, you know, after, you know, Tigger left, 
to be honest, the show kind of wasn't really the same after that. But uh, yeah, because Malik was corny, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he kind of was, but I kind of feel like the network really didn't set him up uh, to succeed like that. Well, maybe that's why it was corny because I not necessarily him per se, but it was just like, it, yeah, like it just didn't. It was just after Tick Eleven, it was just poorly done. Yeah. Like he just the energy, the energy done the the, the deflated out the, the out the situation. Right. I, I feel like they had they, they, they had Jay Nix. It's like, oh Lord, it's really going downhill now. Like Right, and I say Q four five, he did his best, but you know, it it wasn't really uh it it wasn't really that great. Uh, but he was better than the past two, I will say that. Yeah, he was. He, he, he did try. Man, I liked every Rap City moment. I like when Big Laz was the hosting. I like when um, what's the other nigga name? Joe Claire. Joe Claire. I, I, I remember watching them. Uh, I remember when um, when Big Laz uh, interviewed Mace and Karen was walking with him and Jim Jones was walking with him. Um, I remember the Joe Claire. Um, Ghost and Ray interview or the Nas interview in '99. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah, man! Like I, I used to watch. I still to this day I watch all these, these old Rap City, you know, little clips and, Oops. and then when when Big Ticket came and he was out rapping niggas, he was out rapping right. artists. Um, you had to come with your bars because this nigga, Ticket ain't give a fuck. This nigga was rapping first and. Killing a lot of niggas. Mm-hmm. And he was off the dome. It was nothing. It was no written. Uh, yeah, nothing written. He's he rapping uh, about what's going on and who's the artist there and like it was dope to see that shit, dog. Like I was, I was, I was, you know, niggas was like, man, why the host rapping? Nah, I like that shit, bro. That shit brought the intensity. It made the artist step up. Mm-hmm. And it was dope to see like the host get involved and he spit his shit too. And like he said, like he killed I think when it started, he started fucking around and then he ended up killing a certain artist on the beat. And he was like, shit, I'm about to keep rapping every day. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh Joe Clary like you just you you just dope, man. Yeah, because Joe Claire, he laid the foundation, and Big Tigger, he just took it, and he just ran with it. And brought, I brought a different, every, each person brought a different element to the game. Mm-hmm. To where you could sit down on the couch, and and then every, when it hit 5, hey, we know, when it hit 545, you know mm-hmm. that, that booth about to be... Somebody about to flame the booth. Right. I couldn't wait till 545. If I didn't catch the whole episode, I'm catching 545. It's like Sports right. Center. Once you once you hit that 50, once you hit that 50 mark of that yep. second hand hit, the big hand hit 50, you yep. know that the top 10 top 10 plays of the day. Yep. Exactly. 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 When that 45 hit, oh, yes. 
You niggas about right. to spit. Right, and people forget too. Like, uh, if you missed it, you just missed it because, like, YouTube it didn't come around till later. That's the thing, bro. You know how I many episodes, man, bro. I yeah. was in that at that time <laughs> with Rap Sheet, I was in the house by five o'clock. Like, I need to see Rap City before I go outside, my nigga. Right. And then every now and then I watch 106. You know. Yeah, especially just AJ, especially, AJ, especially AJ and Free Era, because I wanted to see who you know what songs was. That's how you know, because they you know they you know I watched I was watching TRL heavy. Mm-hmm. I was a huge MTV guy, especially like around seventh grade and shit. Um, right. the TRL era, I was just, I was looking at all that shit, and then when One Six Apart kind of took that same formula, I was like, oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and 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 for Jermaine Dupri, I'm like, bro, how come how come you can't I me? Mean, how come he didn't just say, yeah, I took, I took, uh, I took a uh, TRL style kind of, and then made it black, like, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what? It, let's be honest. Yeah, TRL, that's all it was. TRL was doing was. that same shit. They got spring break. We got spring bling. We just we just took we just took that shit. Right. We got the MTV awards. We got the BET awards. We just took what they do and just made it black. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Put our flavor on it. So, but I used to watch 106 at Park because it's like for you know then they you know incorporated niggas freestyle battles. He had the Wild Out Wednesdays with the dance competitions. Then. It's like who gonna be, who's gonna be top ten? Who's gonna be number one? Like you, this is the hottest songs that's out right now. That's what makes you let you know what's hot right now. Then they brought the guest on the show. Um, if they if they performing, they performing what? If they if they song is number six, they might do a live performance mm-hmm. of that song. Like it's just dope, man. Like that was a great idea. But Rap City, had man, my favorite freestyles. Really, with Ludacris, uh, both both Cameron. Now the Cameron in 98 when he was rapping over Fairmont, that shit was dope. I gotta uh, look that one up again. Yeah, you gotta look that one up. And then you know the classic one when he counted money. That's my favorite booth moment. Mm-hmm. I might be biased, but fuck it. <laughs> I'm a Dipset fan. Niggas know me, know that. Um, and him counting money, rapping over that, rapping over that Scarface on my block is yep. classic. Classic. This nigga counting money while he rapping. Uh, Wayne rapping acapella with the bandana. Uh, him in the booth putting the red flag on top of the microphone. Uh, oh yeah, that was like later, much much later. Much later, um, Ludacris, all Ludacris freestyles was fire, and that was off the top too. Like there wasn't, there was no written. There, he was really like rapping like at that at that time. Like he was just off the dome with the shit. Like, um, what else? G Unit, G Unit rapping off of um, Living to Die, the the Big and Pac shit. 
Who else? Who else had a Bow Wow? Bow, I ain't gonna lie. Bow Wow had a popping booth moment too. Mhm. You look up that Bow Wow shit, bro. You gonna be like, yo, this nigga was. <laughs> you ain't gonna believe it. Like, yeah, this nigga was spitting, bro. It's when Bow Wow got a little older. I have to say, one of my favorites would have to be LL. That was when um. This was around the time when uh, him and Jamie Foxx were beefing with uh, Any Given Sunday. So he basically went to the booth and he just basically just dissed Jamie Foxx um, in his freestyle, too. That's when he was, like, literally sitting on the toilet and just rapping his ass off to uh, The Way I Am. That oh, one yeah. Talk- that one don't get talked about enough. No, that don't. That don't. Cause to me that that's a that's an all time classic for me right there. Yeah. But uh, also while watching that documentary, I didn't know like uh, them and 106 they had like some kind of beef too because you know, according to Tigger, you know some rappers they um, if they were like huge enough to where they feel like they didn't want to be on Rap City, they just go over to 106 and park. And then, you know, Rap City was, you know, just kind of like SOL at the time, too. Yeah, after a while, yeah. Yeah, after a while, started being like, like, I think around like 05, I think when Rap City started to fall off, I think during the Mad Lynx era, it was like kind of like 07, 08, it was like, Alright, we watch one. Oh, he only Matt Links only did the show for a year. It was just a year? Yeah. It was just so a they year. Might have been, um, it was, so when was it? Like oh five? I wanna say yeah, about, about that cause, time. Cause, yeah. Because Jewel's cause I yeah, remember Jewel's, Yeah, because I remember Jewel's was wearing a he did a uh he was rapping over Go Crazy, the Jeezy shit when he was wearing a rock star shit. Mhm. And he and he killed that shit. Cause I remember, and I remember a line he said. He was like, "I'm so bright, the sun wanna battle me." Mhm. I'm so high, I'm in another galaxy. Like he was spitting. I think it was spitting. And I remember, I think it was the Mad Links era. Yeah, yeah. He only hosted the show for a year. Then that's when they got uh J Nix and Q Four Five. Yeah, I ain't like the niggas. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, and that's when I slowly started tuning out too. Yeah, cause Big Tigger, I still watched it cause uh, it's, it is Rap City. I just wanted to see niggas rapping, but it kind of lost its luster after a while. And Big Tigger brought that Joe Claire energy. Just, but uh, but the only thing he added was the booth aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, niggas, and niggas had it, you know. Niggas was like in the basement, literally. Like you was sitting down on a couch, having a full conversation about what you got going on and shit. Mm-hmm. That and uh, people also need to remember too, like around '08, that was this, you know, the start of you know social media, the start of YouTube, and and all oh, yeah. that too. Yeah. And so yeah. that kind of, and that's. 
also what kind of played a factor in killing uh, Rap City, too. Yep. Because I think, uh, I can't remember who said it on the documentary, but they're like, if all eyes are on YouTube and they're not on the show, then how's the show going to survive? <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> but, um... That's like, if Nick All, if everybody getting a fire stick, where the fuck is Redbox at? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, what else happened this year? Um, man, it, it was... I mean, the first half, looking back, was just quiet. Like, real, real quiet, because nobody wasn't doing anything. Nobody wasn't putting out anything good, and and all that, but seems like everything good uh, happened the second half of the year. Um, yeah. What else? I think Buster Rhymes getting his flowers at the BET Awards was good. That was great, um, man. I, I yeah, I, I like that moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what what else happened? Um, sh- shit, I think that's that's all that I can think of. Uh, all the good that's happened um, for for the for 2023. But what would you say was some of the worst moments of the uh, of the year for hip hop? This niggas putting out mediocre albums, man. True. Niggas putting out mid, bro, and and and, and feel like it's the hottest shit, like. As far as the male hip hop scene goes, there wasn't a lot of good albums this year, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. All the females then took that shit over. Mm-hmm. They 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 pop, they lit right now. They popping right now. Niggas ain't putting out shit, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I only got only got a handful like of 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 albums that was dope. Like you know, West Side Gun. Um, Conway, Killer Mike, Gunna, and that's all I can think of right now. But but my worst worst mm-hmm. is this artificial is this artificial intelligence shit, bro. I do not like it, dog. Oh, this about to result in some lawsuits. Lots of lawsuits. A nigga could put out if a nigga don't. Want to meet their deadline? Nigga can put out a whole album, and it's not. It don't even be you. Mm-hmm. And it's dangerous too, because what if a nigga a nigga diss another artist in your voice? So now it seems like you did it, right? And a gut and the and the and the government can really do some do some messy shit out here, bro. For real, for real. They could get a nigga to rap it in another nigga voice. Fuck your block. Fuck your da 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 da. Nigga be like, what? Nigga take the bait. <laughs> nigga will take the bait real quick and then what? There goes violence. Like I don't like that shit, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but at the end of the day, like taking you taking money off out of niggas' pockets with that shit. True. That is true. You're gonna make another Pac album, but AI version, like, no, nigga. 
Right? All that is just a lawsuit waiting to happen. That's all yeah. it is. So. And what artist was just talking about that AI shit? Was it LL? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Ice Cube said, uh, I remember Ice Cube said, uh, he said, if you're using his voice for AI, he'll sue you. Right. Niggas ain't playing, bro. We're not doing that. You gotta use my voice. Right. Shit. Mm. And that lets me know, too. Like if they if they if like if niggas get locked up off of shit they said or whatever, they could use another nigga, they could use an AI intelligence to be like, Oh yeah, he did say that. Look, look listen to the audio and then it could be another nigga voice. That shit is scary, bro. That mm-hmm. shit is deeper than what, what niggas think. They doing that shit now. You know, it's funny now because they taking like a nigga's voice like SpongeBob and and, and rapid lyrics and shit, but the government can really use this shit to do some crazy shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he did say that shit. Listen to the audio, and it'd be an AI nigga. Like, shit, man, it's just scary, bro. It's probably, never mind. I'm not, this, is, this ain't that type of podcast. Let that shit go. <laughs> I'm going to get to my conspiracies bag, and we're going to get canceled. Right. <laughs> we made it this far. Right. Try, we ain't trying to lose the show now. <laughs> All right, let me leave it alone. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much the first, man. Niggas, niggas, niggas not putting out, <clears throat> niggas putting out shit for the bread, for the clout, but they're not putting out, niggas ain't putting out quality shit, bro. Nah, I ain't gonna lie, Nas put out, what, three albums this shit, right? Yeah, about three albums. Yeah, because he put out uh, King's Disease 3, Magic mm. 2, and 3. Mm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that shit, too. Let's talk about uh, going, going to the, back to the best shit. Uh, who else? AZ brought out a, a, dropped a phenomenal project. Truth be told, she was fire. Let's talk about Cormega. Cormega came out with the realness, too, and that shit was fire, bro. Uh huh. Cormega was that nigga, bro. Like, a lot of niggas don't know about Cormega. But if you know, you know. Mm hmm. But yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, a lot of old heads was putting out new, like, putting out heat, like, saying, yo, I'm here. Like, this is, like, this is what real hip hop sound like. And I, and I like this shit, bro. I like it. As far as the worst goes, the art, man. The art is losing its luster. Like, niggas ain't putting out creative. Everybody sound the same. Right. How you sound like five other niggas? I don't get that, bro. You, in right. the 90s, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't name me three niggas that sounded like in the 90s. Nobody. Because it you was could. all about being creative. It was about finding your own lane. It was about finding your own sound. You was gonna lose your credibility sounding like another nigga, bro. Mm-hmm. Bute already came out and said, if you sound like me, I'm beating your ass. True. I remember Ghostface specifically say that. I don't want niggas sound like me 
on no album. And I think that might have been on um that might have been on uh purple tapes. Mm-hmm. That skit where they was talking about Biggie stealing the album, the the album cover and shit. Like cause cause Nas because I think Nas dropped Illmatic with the baby picture and then Biggie had a baby picture. So yeah, that was a whole moment. Those things went off. You couldn't find two. You can't find five niggas that sounded like in the nineties, bro. Right. Now everybody sounded like. I can't tell who's who, nigga. If I close my eyes, I'd be like, "Damn, that's Travis." Nah, that ain't him. What? <laughs> it's to the point where Travis sound like he biting now. Mm-hmm. And it's his flow. The original nigga sound like he biting now. That's what the world we living in now. And to be honest with you, I haven't heard that Travis album. Me neither, it's, dog, because I ain't gonna lie. What's that? I ain't gonna lie. That Travis album, uh, I don't know. This shit sound, this shit sound like another Donda album to me, bro. Oh, shit. Be honest, bro. Sound like a Donda, sound like some Donda shit, bro. <laughs> I want, if I want, if I want, if I want to hear another Donda album, I will go back to Kanye. Right. I, I listen <laughs> to the original nigga. Right, that's true too. Oh man, worse than hip hop for me, I would say, just rappers in these court cases. I mean, you got, you know, the whole thing going on with uh, with Diddy right now, uh, the whole uh, Young Thug YSL uh, trial that's going on too. Uh, shout out, shout out to his attorney. He tried his hardest to get that man off uh, uh, off that case, but you know, by trying to you know make up these little acronyms and shit. So shout out, shout out to his attorney. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He tried. He tried. <laughs> he trying hard because I, I ain't know all them shit stiff, stiff all that shit till, till yesterday shit neither did I slime stands for saving lives I'm like what the fuck <laughs> for real slime stands for saving lives immediately uh, mentoring everybody like what the fuck Right, I, I forgot what the acronym Thug uh, Thug was for, and uh, Rico, and all this other stuff. I'm like, man, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. Oh, that's hilarious. That's like when a nigga. That's why when French Montana was doing that cooking show, they was like, all right, what does Coke mean? And then that nigga had a whole acronym about Coke. Like, nah, nigga. <laughs> That nigga said that shit quick, too. You got to watch that clip. Oh, shit. <laughs> contributing. Uh, <laughs> he said Coke stands for contributing. Uh, <laughs> over. <laughs> he said contributing. Um, over dominating. 
Some shit. I forgot what that nigga said. It was some positive shit. I was like, nah, nigga. <laughs> like, fuck that. He ain't gonna get the nah. He about to charge me. Hey, we is not no gang, my nigga. We is a family. We is a group. If I was T.I., I'd change my name. Fuck Hustle Gang. I'd, I'd get that gang shit out of my name. Fuck Hustle Gang. Go back to Grand Hustle, nigga. Hustle Group. Maybach Music Group. Fuck Maybach Music Gang. Fuck Hustle Gang. Hey, if I was T.I., I'd be like, all right, this is the Hustle Group. <laughs> you know, You don't see... You remember when Gotti changed his name? It ain't cocaine music, cocaine music group no more. It's collective music group. <laughs> fuck, fuck out of here, Gotti. Oh shit. Yeah, I, I just uh, brought up a list of all uh, of some of the means his attorney sharing in uh, in jail too. Swag, someone who admires God, YSL, <laughs> young, young soldier, Southern Lord. OPP, overly positive pal. Slime, seeing Lord and me every day. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with this shit. Shout out to the attorney. Attorney. (laughs) Boy. He is the GOAT. This is some funny shit. See the Lord and me every day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shit. Gang going above normal guys. My God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Shout out to young dog. Shit up. Oh man. Fuck you can't make this shit up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I just had to look this up just uh just so I can find out what some of the what he was saying during during the courtroom of, and all this shit too. But damn, oh man, um, not only that, I I got I gotta agree with you with uh no creativity, no originality in rap too. Like everybody sounding the same, everybody doing the same, you know, no no creativity at all. So um, that was the worst moment in uh, in hip hop for the year. Um, what else? It's too much TikTok music, like way too much. Trying to make, especially Drake. Drake making this TikTok music now, like trying to go viral on TikTok because you know you go on TikTok, your your song gonna be a hit. But you, but all, a lot of songs on TikTok is organic. Mm-hmm. Like it's organic. You trying to purposely make a TikTok song is not gonna click, bro. Right. I, oh, since you brought him up, I would have to say his midlife crisis. He, he this man going through a midlife crisis in 2023, because uh, you know he making songs with the younger kids. Um, since for all the dogs was, in my opinion, mid. Um, you know, he trying to hang out with, you know, the younger crowd, 
you know, with you know the yachty, he getting his fingernails painted, he hanging out with sexy red. Oh yeah, that's another one. Uh, just the rise of sexy red, in my opinion. Oh yeah, that's the female's favorite, bro. Trust me. I, oh I, yeah. I've been outside Earth this year and them clubs, bro. They playing sexy red and the females is going off, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro. It goes Glorilla. They play, they play only play one girl Glorilla song, bro. Glorilla. Ain't, they, oh, now well, it's like huh. it's like they they trying to they trying to out. That's the thing. They trying to out ratchet each other now. Mm-hmm. They and they ain't even, and the thing is they ain't even like that for real. Sexy mm-hmm. Red is everybody else ain't not like that. Right. All these females that be on a fucking nigga program. All of them in relationships, right? Even or, they, or they the ones that can't, or talking about they can't find a good man, right? And I'm just like, well, you are what you attract, so. But yeah, I, I would definitely say Drake's midlife crisis was a a, a terrible moment in uh in rap this year, because like I said, uh. I mean, I didn't um, agree with Joe Button at first when he said he was making music for the kids. But then when I went back and re-listened to it, I'm like, oh, okay, now I kind of see where he's coming from. Right, true statement, huh? And it's just like, you know, this man's, you know, starting to push 40. Like, you shouldn't be hanging out with, you know, I mean, I, I get that, you know, they're your friends and all that, but, you know, you got to start hanging around with people more your age. You got to start hanging around with, uh, you know, uh, with rappers and doing, you know, things that a 37-year-old would do, you know, not, you know, trying to paint nails, not trying to, you know, hang out with Sexy Red if you're trying to smash or you did smash, you, you know, that that type of shit. It's just look like... At your, uh, look, at, look at his dress code now. Like, he wearing baggy shit down. That don't look, that's not you, bro. Right? And plus, baggy, I mean, that baggy shit went out in the 90s, too. Right, like, you don't, you don't look good wearing that shit, bro. Right. You look like the young, the old nigga that's trying to look young. Mm-hmm. That's why I say midlife crisis. Sometimes, I understand, don't, you know, you, 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 you don't have to dress super old, but at least, you know, you can get with the, you can get with the trend or whatever, but Bro, don't don't go don't like I like don't niggas be looking up to how these young niggas be dressing and shit like that like right just you keep young no, you, you ain't young no more dog keep that shit simple keep it like you, you don't see Nas dressing like goddamn little yachty right only person who really blends in. That's old. That blends. That's old. I say old dirt. That blends in with the, with the in crowd is probably two chains and Wayne. Mhm. Yeah, they still wear that. You know Balenciaga and you know, I see what they doing though. You gotta, you gotta have the old. You know, have the music of your age, but you still want to appeal to the youth. So they 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 wear the clothes. It's gonna. It's gonna resonate with the young niggas like oh he wearing that new shit he wearing the Balenci the Dior 
you got it. I feel like that's what D trying to do. He trying to wear that shit. You're trying to wear that shit so you can appease the the so the youth can be on you. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got niggas like Ross wearing like some old dope boy shit. Like it can go either way. Of it depends on how you want to look like the '80s niggas or you want to look like the niggas from today. Right. Right. But, but hey, I know people. You know. Kanye still, you know, Kanye, Kanye though. You can't, everybody can't do what this nigga be doing. So, right, <laughs> just to put that shit on. Right, nigga wore a mask the whole twenty twenty two. I ain't see his face that whole year, bro. Right when you when you did, he grew the beard out and everything. Right, a nigga wore a mask at basketball games, football games, all kind of shit. And this ain't the shiesty mask either. This nigga wearing a whole shirt over his head with the eyes cut out. Like, how this nigga, how is this nigga seeing right now? Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, apart from, uh, you know, deaths in, in, you know, hip hop, too, I think those are really um, the only things that I can think of or some of the worst moments of the year. For me, so. I said, uh, apart from, uh, you know, the people we lost in hip hop this year, uh, I think that's really the only other um, moments that I can think of that were uh, that were terrible in rap this year. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But um, anything else you want to say before we uh, move on to Mount Rushmore? Uh, let's move on. All right. Um, for those who uh, haven't listened to us for the past couple episodes, uh, we introduced a new game called Mount Rushmore. Uh, real simple. We just give our four picks for you know the best and greatest, or the best of the worst. Uh, this time around, we're just going to list um, our Mount Rushmore of our favorite podcasts. So uh, I'll go ahead and let you start, Jared. What are, what's on your Mount Rushmore for podcasts? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say Gillian Wallow. Okay, millions of dollars worth of game. Drink champs. Okay. Um, my expert opinion. Matt Hoffa. <sighs> And this is hip hop podcast, right? Oh, it can be any. Oh shit. Uh I'ma just keep it hip hop. Okay. Um the fourth one. Hey, what are I be looking at for real? Um uh, 
really those really those three hip hop I said Gilly I said Dream Champs Expert Opinion I'm gonna go with uh shit I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Joe Button. Okay. Yeah. Even though I, I rarely watch them now, but at the time when they when they had uh when they had Warrior Mall, mm-hmm. I fuck with them. I really was fuck with them heavy. Like I feel like they were just organic. And even the episodes where they didn't have no topics. Them that'd be the best episodes because they were just coming up with random shit that was funny, like right. Yeah. Excuse me. So that's that's me. Well, I feel like expert opinion before it's still good to this day, even though a couple members that left and did their own thing, which I watched too, called Backfill. Um Expert opinion, man. They's in the barbershop, barbershop talk. They, the best episode for me was the Fat Joe episode, the Tony Yayo episode. They just had AZ on there um, for a couple months ago, weeks ago, I should say. Uh, drink champs. Drink champs because of the nostalgic. Right? One of my favorite drink champs episodes was the shit with EPMD on it. Um, the shit with uh Tribe on there. Um, mm-hmm. the Kanye West episodes. Oh yeah, that got yeah, talked. Yeah, yeah, it was it was dope. Now I feel like I don't know. It's kind of that that kind of. I I watch it. I watch certain guests on there. I don't watch everything now. I watch whoever's on there. I might just check it out. Uh, Gilly. Gilly, I like Gilly because they be having young niggas on there too. Like, they don't just focus on who's old. They don't. They don't. They focus on who they fuck with, and they put on new artists. Mm-hmm. So you know, I like Gilly and them. Like, they be having positive shit to say, especially like Wallow and shit. I like their dynamic. Right. And then Joe. And then Joe Button is the God pop. The God pop. Pop father. Like. He just, he just, he just knows how to, he just knows how to talk, man. He just knows how to talk and know how to say certain things that hold weight to certain people. Like, and people be like, man, fuck Joe. I'm like, well, shit. If they, if niggas didn't give a fuck about Joe, why Drake worried about it? If he right. was, if Joe, if Joe Button was irrelevant, niggas wouldn't care about his opinion, but people do. Right, look at NBA Youngboy just uh, a couple weeks ago. Look at NBA Youngboy. Look at D'Amico's back in the day. It was like, uh, fuck Joe, fuck Joe Button. Like after the Yachty oh, situation. If a like, nigga hating, call that nigga Joe Button. Yeah, it's like his name holds weight. I don't know because he a rapper. He used to be a rapper, uh, expressing how he feels, or he's not. He's not one of them niggas that is gonna say everything is classic. Like. He one of them niggas like, bro, everything that comes out is not fire, bro. Right. I feel the same way. Niggas putting out mid shit. Like, they are. I'm all about, I don't give a fuck about how much money you make. 
I'm all about art, bro. If you is if is you are you different? What do you bring into the table? Like, what do you bring into that's different from everybody else? I'm a, I'm all about individuality, bro. I don't want to hear that you sound like the next nigga. I'm not listening to those type of albums. I'm sorry. Right. I don't know when the last time I heard some new shit, bro. I be right now. I'm on some some. I'm listening to. to to Cameron a lot now. Like I'm not even listening to new shit, bro. Niggas gonna have to put me on a new artist. I'm not just searching for new artists, bro. Right. Not- I think the only thing new I'm listening, oh well, in the now I should say is Griselda. Right. Yeah. Besides, but they they come from my generation though, so I don't really call them new niggas. Though. Okay. Yeah, this is the, uh, yeah, I got a whole playlist full of Griselda shit. So, yeah, that's 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 it, bro. That's yeah, that's my that's my four, man. Hip hop wise, that's my hip hop. That's my majority of podcasts I listen to. Now I got sports too now, but we that's for another day. Okay. Um. For me, I'll, I'll agree with you with uh, Millions of Dollars Worth of Game uh, podcast. Um, I just love the knowledge that Wallow just be uh, just be dropping on uh, folks, too. Uh, you know, especially with his time in prison and, you know, him, you know, giving this advice and telling him, like, yo, uh, uh, I did this. Don't go down that route or don't do, uh, you know, or this and that, it you know, and you know, fuck your life up and everything like that too. So, I definitely got to put uh, millions of dollars worth of game on there. Um, uh, another one I put. Um, I also talked about this one too on here too. Uh, dissect. Uh, for those who don't know what that is, um, great show uh, where they take uh, season. Well, every season they take uh, well. Well, I'll get to that later. Uh, well, every season they take like a rap album and they break uh, everything that, um, you know, the rapper said and did, you know, line by line, note by note, bar by bar, uh, tells you the samples, you know, breaks down, you know, lines and lyrics and things like that. Um, he did like two seasons with Kendrick Lamar with uh, with To Pimp a Butterfly and Damn. He did two seasons with seasons with tyler with uh igor and uh, flower boy um and just earlier in the year he did like a uh, a lyrical mixtape uh season that had jay-z lupe fiasco uh little sims um who else was on there um push a t with uh his song no stallion um off my name is my name um yeah yeah uh yeah he did that one um right well right now he uh he's doing uh he's breaking down a radiohead album uh so i've just kind of skipped that one but uh definitely go check that one out um that podcast out dissect uh so that's number two um I'm gonna have to go Brilliant Idiots podcast with number three because uh, at time you know Charlemagne the God and you know his friend and uh, comedian Andrew Schultz they do be bringing uh, rappers on there like every now and then but 
lately it's just been them two and it's just basically them just talking about um you know pop culture shit from you know rap to politics and and you know everything that's going on uh, in pop culture and they you know they just add jokes and put their their spin to it too and so and it's completely entertaining and i've been a fan of it for the past couple of years so i i'd say you know definitely go check that one out if you're in need of a laugh too or if you just want to hear you know two guys who don't know anything just talk about something that's going on so uh that's number three uh number four mm. i want to say you know what i'm gonna go left field and i'm gonna say um a podcast that i've been listening to lately is called uh disgraceland it's basically like a musical true crime uh podcast that talks about uh like musicians from all different types of genres um, he's also talked about R&B artists like Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye, to rappers. He did uh, an entire season on, you know, the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, earlier in the year, he talked about everything uh, that they went through, and I believe a couple of the stuff that really wasn't covered in the Hulu series. Uh, he did uh, a couple episodes on them. He did an episode on Jay-Z, Eminem. Um, Tay K 47, I believe that was like the first season. Uh, Rick James. Uh, and probably the most shocking episode was uh, uh, was by a rapper by the name of Big Lurch. I don't know if you ever heard of him, uh, Jared. But after listening to the story that he told about that rapper, I thought he was bullshitting me because I didn't believe it. But then when you actually, like, look up the story uh, and find out what he did, it's just completely, completely shocking. And I, I just didn't have any words for that one. So I gotta say uh, Disgraceland, uh, that's my four, uh, my fourth and final one for my Mount Rushmore uh, of, pod, of hip hop podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, those are my four. Um, Anything else you want to add before we get into shout outs and album recommendations? Jared. Yo. Okay, there we go. I thought we thought I thought I lost you for a second. Okay, ask that. What's it what you say again? Uh you I said uh anything else you want to add before we uh get into shout outs and album recommendations? Nah, bro, we, we can go ahead and go to shout-outs. All right, uh, go ahead, Jared. Uh, go ahead and do uh, shout-outs. Um, Shout-out to the people that's been patient, man. I know we've been trying to... It's been a while since we, we did an episode, and we are sorry about that. But, you know, you know things happen, life happens. But um, I appreciate everybody for sticking with us. You know what I mean? The numbers has been going up. Um, and we appreciate that. Um, shout out to uh, Cal Bell. He's still a part of the podcast. Make sure y'all check him out. DJ Young Frankie. Check out his Facebook, Instagram. Um, he, uh, if you want to book him, you know, let him know. Um, shout out to the people that's creative, man. Shout out to all the creatives out there, man. Uh, just, just doing y'all thing, man. You know, it's a market for us, man. Just to 
to be yourself and be a fan of the culture and and you just do what you want to do, no rules, and just just be you, man. Um, album recommendation. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with this album that came out 2002. Cameron's "Come Home with Me." Okay. And this is when he got first signed. This is the first album under the uh, Rockefeller Records umbrella. He came out with two. This is the first of the first of the two albums. Um, classics: uh, "Oh Boy," "Hey Ma," "Welcome to New York City" with Jay Z. He even took a dash beat, uh, "Ambitious as a Rider," turned that into a song. Um, and shit was just super New York at the time, man. Like, like, and that was, and then Cam. I think a lot of Cam albums. I think the previous Cam albums went gold. One of them didn't do. I think Confessions of Fire with Gold or something, and then SDE. I don't really think it did too well. But his third album, Come Home with Me, when he went to Rockefeller, he just, I don't know, it was just that hunger. Like he had that push, and that set the tone for. I ain't gonna lie, that album set the tone for Dipset. Like it set the tone for them, and and after that, a year later, it was you know the Diplomatic Community double album. Dipset put out they 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 project and then it just went on from there like and but that album started it that was like Nelly's country grammar that started it off and they prospered there like or juvenile that 400 degrees like it just that was the album that set off cash it's always that one album that sets off the group like get rich or die trying set up for the group album beg for mercy like it's always that one album that just takes off and that was Cam's taking off album, Come Home With Me, man. It was just, at that time, it was a super, super New York sounded album. Like, super New York. The lingo, you could, it, it just, Harlem was just, not just Harlem, but just New York in general, just all over that shit, man. I used to bump that shit a lot during my sophomore year, man. It's one of my favorite albums I used to bump constantly, man. With the Just Blaze beats production, like everybody, man. Cam is one of my favorite artists, man. It might be my, I stick. I'll never do it, but he stick might be in my top five, man. As far as creatives go, like just creative. I just like him as a nigga. I just like him as a person. He's just a dope person. Like he just does dope shit. And now he's on the. And now he, he then went to another lane, and he's doing rate. He's doing sports shit with Mace now, like. This is perfect, man. Like, I've been wanting him to do some media shit because he's funny as fuck. And he has a lot of knowledge about shit and the fact that he's doing sports. And it's, and it's credible because he used to play ball. So it makes it that much credible. Because he's not just a nigga that's talking about sports. He actually played sports. He actually got scholarships and went to college and all that shit. So it makes too. So it just makes it that much doper, like. Cam wearing pink. That's a color that niggas was not wearing, but he made comfortable for niggas to wear pink. Like, he just, he had a pink Range Rover. Niggas wasn't driving pink cars. Like, he just did everything. He just, everything he did, he just swagged it out. Like, lingo. Like, he switched up his flow. Like, he, 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 picked, he arguably got the best beats. I just, I just love Cam, man. I just love Cam, man. Just He can do no wrong, in my opinion, man. 
he could do no wrong. But yeah, if y'all have it, you know, after this podcast, go tune in to to, to Cameron. Come home with me. The the top three, the three singles was um, Oh Boy, um, Hey Ma, and uh, Daydreaming. Hell yeah, Daydreaming. I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's 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 why. And um, y'all be safe. And um, wash your ass, get out of drama, and get your LLC and mind your goddamn business. <laughs> That's it, bro. Go ahead, bro. Uh, yeah, definitely. Shout out to everybody who uh, did stay patient with us too. Um, it, it has been a while, but you know we are here. We st- we ain't going nowhere. Show ain't done. We ain't canceled none of that shit we still here um but you know like jared said um shit happens life happens scheduling problems so but we still here um you know shout out to everybody you know who's traveling please be safe uh, for the holiday season Uh, lock your doors lock your windows lock your cars lock every damn thing you can think of because you know people are crazy so, you know, please be safe. Um, know what you're doing. Um, shout out to Kyle. Um, if you're in the uh, southeast Georgia area, Hinesville area, uh, go see him out in uh, Frozen Paradise. He's there, uh, what was it, every Monday? He's there every Monday, like from, what was it, like 9 to 11 or? Yeah, I believe something. Yeah, something yeah. Like I, think, I think 8 to 11, something like 6 to 11, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta find the uh, the flyer again to you know to you know properly shout him out and all that too. Uh, but you know he's still with us. He's he's just doing his thing. He's making his money, so can't be mad at that. Um, what else? Uh, shout out to all our new listeners. Uh, hopefully, uh, within the next year, we we're gonna be putting out more um, content and hopefully you know being a little bit more consistent. But Again, we'll see what happens with that. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, just just shout out to everybody. Just you know, be safe during this holiday season. Don't drink and drive. Um, you know, just just be safe out there because you know, like I said again, people are crazy. Um, album recommendation. Uh, I'll give you something a little more recent. Um, I'll give you Nick Grant's uh, Sunday Dinner uh, album. Uh, I heard, yeah, I heard uh, Nick's Nick Grant a while back ago, and then um, I, it wasn't until a couple months ago, I, I'd say back in October, where I, I finally heard that he dropped a new album. Gave this one a chance, and this one is definitely giving Killer Mike a run for his money for album of the year in my opinion, uh, because some of my favorite songs on the album is Know Your Worth, uh, Since Elementary, uh, All I Want, Two Sides, Almighty Dollar. Uh, great project um, and probably one of the most underlooked uh, rap album of the year. So uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, Nick Grant, Sunday Dinner. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's it for me because, um, yeah, 
Uh, anything else you want to add before we get on out of here? Um, just, just be safe. Yeah, be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. Be careful with holiday, the people you're around. Yeah. Holiday season, lock your... I know y'all got gifts in the crib, so lock your doors, man. If you got alarms, set that shit when you leave. Set that bitch. Right. Set that bitch when you set that bitch when you there. Right. Are you sleep? Just set the alarm, period, bro. This is the times where this this is this is Grand Theft Auto shit for real. Niggas right. is going through cars, houses. We should be careful, man. Right. And after I feel like after midnight, niggas should be in the house, bro. For real, real dog. After midnight, bro. I mean, unless it's like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a club night, like a Friday, Saturday. Niggas should be mm-hmm. in the house by twelve, bro. Right. <laughs> For real. Cause ain't a lot. Like, to be honest, ain't a lot of niggas outside from Monday to Thursday. Right. Niggas ain't outside. Like Rhapsody said, ain't nothing else popping out here at two a.m. <laughs> right. If it ain't if it ain't a Friday if it ain't a Saturday Sunday and if it ain't a Friday Saturday and Sunday, go home by midnight, bro. Right. Dead ass, bro. Like it'd be the it'd be the week it'd be the days of the week where niggas get killed. Mm-hmm. The Mondays, the Tuesdays, because you be the only nigga outside, like. Right, and doing it's the just, most. It's, just, it's just some bullshit, and niggas be plotting after midnight, so. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, bro. If it ain't a lot of niggas out there, ain't a lot of police out there, like on a weekend, psh, nigga, stay in the house. Right. That's, yeah, that's my that's my honest house. that's my honest advice to give y'all, man. For real, like, for real. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely be safe. Uh, be aware of your surroundings, like I said, because, you know, you, you just never know. Just never know uh, with today. People dying over, you know, stupid shit. So just don't be that statistic. Right, exactly. But I think that's it for me uh, right there. Uh, what about you? Yeah, yeah, that's it for me, too. All right, yeah, let's wrap this up. It's almost four in the morning. Um, as always, we thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, uh, we thank you, um, and again, sorry for being so late. Uh, we'll see you again for another episode of the Lower Marauders podcast. Thank you for listening, and we out. Peace. Peace.